Hello and welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. We appreciate you joining us through this podcast. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for joining us and enjoy the message. Hey, um, before I get started, I wanted to say something about the prayer room. We've had the prayer room for a couple weeks now and it's been really good. It's been really good. I've really enjoyed it, and I'm going to tell you a secret. Sometimes I come in when nobody's here and have my own prayer room in here. (laughs) Um, But just because God has been showing up, he's been showing up and he's been speaking to people and um, just changing hearts and changing lives in the prayer room. So if you have not been in the prayer room yet, I would encourage you to come, even if it's just out of curiosity. We've had some people come just because they were curious, and it's okay. God still shows up in that, so, and he really likes that, so he wants us to be curious about him. So, yeah, if you haven't been to the prayer room, put it on your calendar if you need to, and come check it out. So, um, this morning, we are going to start off with a video um, about a movie. It's a movie trailer, a movie that we saw last weekend, and it's so good. It's so good. Um, I would encourage you, if you have not seen this movie, to go see it. Um, God is all over it. So here's a movie trailer for you. Something or someone will have first place in your heart. But when you find your identity in the one who created you, it will change your whole perspective. about this movie is that the coach, despite losing his basketball team and then being assigned as coach to the cross-country team, which, by the way, was one runner, he, it was hard. It was difficult for him, but he had to be intentional in looking for God in that circumstance. He had to be intentional with looking, looking and seeing God in that circumstance. And I think that happens a lot in our lives, where life gets hard, but we have to be intentional with looking for God. So we're in a series talking about how God speaks to us. And last week, Clint talked about how God speaks to us through the Bible. And 
the really cool thing about the Bible is that it's full of stories, and um, God uses the stories to speak to us too. And But two points that Clinton had, we should listen for God through daily Bible reading because Scripture interacts with us. It's meant for us to read the Bible. And point two, Scripture confirms our hearts. It's a measure that we set our standards by. Today we're going to talk about how God speaks to us through our circumstances. And we're going to go into the Bible and we're going to talk about a story in the Bible and have God speak to us through this story. And how many of you know we all have a story? If you are alive and breathing, you have a story. And even back to that, you know, thousands of years ago, there were people who had stories, and they're recorded in the Bible. And God speaks to us through those stories. So today we're going to look at the life of Joseph. And some of us have heard of the story of Joseph with a coat of many colors. That's the Joseph we're going to talk about this morning. So um, Joseph, the story of Joseph is in Genesis 37 through 50. There's 14 chapters that cover the life of Joseph. So instead of reading 14 chapters this morning, which I don't think you want me to, <laughs> we only have 30 minutes. So we're not going to read 14 chapters this morning. So I'm going to summarize the story of Joseph this morning, if that's okay with you. It'll be a lot quicker and it'll be less painful. Okay? So Joseph was the son of Jacob. He was the youngest son of Jacob. There were 12 sons, and Joseph was the favored one. And I guess you could kind of say he was a little spoiled. He was, um, he was the favored child. And when Joseph was 17 years old, he had two dreams given to him by God. And these two dreams were dreams telling him and his brothers that his brothers were going to, at some point in their lives, bow down to him as king. I don't know about you, but if one of my siblings had a dream about me bowing down to them someday, I'm not sure that I would be okay with that. Sorry, Larian. <laughs> I, would not, I would not be okay with that, because I know... I've lived with this person, and I'm sure my siblings wouldn't be okay with me having that kind of dream about them bowing down to me someday, because they know me. So Joseph's brothers hated him. They're like, really? You're saying that we're going to bow down to you someday? I don't think so. So his brothers made a plan to kill him, because they're like, you are the favorite son. You had dreams that we're going to bow down to you someday. I don't think so. That's not happening. So they plotted to kill him. And in the end, instead of killing him, they sold him into slavery. And this started a journey for Joseph. While he was in slavery, he was wrongly accused of rape by his owner's wife. And... 
As a result, his owner threw him into prison. And because he, you know, he's going to believe his wife. And so, um, so Joseph is wrongly accused of rape in prison. While he is in prison, two of the inmates have dreams, and Joseph interprets those dreams. And eventually they become reality. And two years later, the pharaoh of Egypt had a dream, and he heard that Joseph interprets dreams, and so he asked Joseph to interpret his dream. And so this is all happening while he's in prison, and despite everything that is going on, Joseph still believes that God is with him. The Lord is with him in the midst of all this. In Genesis 41, verse 39, this is the story of um, the Pharaoh asking Joseph to um, interpret his dream. This is why Pharaoh asked him to interpret. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. Pharaoh knew that Joseph had a tight relationship with God. He knew that Joseph was hearing from God. So in the end, through all of this, Joseph knew that God was with him. Genesis 45, verse 7, But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. God sent me ahead of you. God is in this. Joseph never lost faith. Despite everything that he was going through or had went through, he knew that God was with him. He never lost faith. He could have become bitter and angry. But he, cho- he chose to be, stay solid in his relationship with God. I have a couple points for you. But before we move ahead, let me pray and ask God to speak to us this morning. So God, I thank you for the truth of your word and that you use stories from thousands of years ago to speak to us today. Lord, we are grateful that you love us. So Lord, would you speak to us this morning? I pray that my words would be yours and that your truth would be spoken this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So the title of today's message is Contact, Hearing God Through Our Circumstances. And your first fill-in, we can see and hear God in our circumstances when we realize that God is always working. Always working. He's always doing something. The verse we just read, Genesis 45, verse 7, but God sent me ahead of you to preserve you for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. God wasn't just in the past or the present, but he moved ahead. He was planning ahead. The thing about God is that he's a big picture God. He's not just in the past or the present, but he's also in the future. And thank goodness he knows what's going to happen in our lives five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road. Fifteen years ago, God knew that I was going to be standing right here. 
because he's a big picture God, because he's in the future. He knew I was going to be standing here. He knew that you were going to be sitting in those seats. So he put things in place years ago for us to be in this place together. Isn't that crazy? So it's not a mistake that you're here. It's not. God knew that you were going to be here in this moment for whatever reason. Sometimes God speaks to us in ways that we don't understand. He speaks to us in ways that seem foreign to us or ways that we don't think he will. He surprises us, which is kind of fun sometimes, sometimes not so much. (laughs) But yeah, you're here for a reason. John 5, verse 17. In his defense, Jesus said to them, my father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. He is always at work. So earlier this spring, Clint and I went on a little getaway for our anniversary. It's something we do every year, um, getaway to celebrate us. And this time, which is most of the time, what we usually do is we go in the woods somewhere. And this time we went up to Manistee National Forest in Michigan, and we hiked in, we set up camp, and just spent time together, just the two of us, nobody else around. And I, after the tent was all set up, everything was set up, I decided to get the hammock out and hang that up between two trees. I found two trees that it would fit in between and just hung out in the hammock. And as I'm laying there, I'm looking up at the trees. It was beautiful, beautiful weather. And God started speaking to me as I'm laying there. Here's a short video of the time when I was laying there. This was my view as I'm laying in the hammock. Did you notice how they were moving just a little bit, and then a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more? As I'm laying there watching that, I was there for quite a while, just watching the trees. 
they would move slightly, then they would move a little bit more, and then slightly, and move a little bit more, and then almost be still. Something the Lord showed me is that even in the stillness, I couldn't feel the breeze. When the trees were moving just slightly, I couldn't feel the breeze where I was. But the trees were still moving. And then the breeze would pick up, and I could feel it. And the trees would move a little bit more. And then the breeze would go away, but the trees were still moving. So even the times when we don't think he's doing something, he is still doing something. When we don't see him, when we don't feel him, when we don't hear him, when we don't think he is in it, he is still in it. He is still doing something. Even when we don't understand and we don't get it, he's still doing something. On your handout, I have a few ways to recognize that God is working. And the first one, it's very good. It's just a good day. (laughs) It's just a good season in your life. It's usually during those times when he just wants to, to bless us or give us breathing room. You know, sometimes in life it's just hard. You just need to breathe You need some time to breathe and enjoy the goodness. Or it's really bad. There's times when it's just hard. And those are the times when we need to be more intentional with hearing the voice of God. And that may mean being intentional with getting closer to him. A couple weeks ago, Clint talked about what the voice of God sounds like, and it's usually a whisper. He doesn't yell at us. He doesn't speak loudly. It's a whisper. And it's because he wants us to be close to him. He wants us to draw closer to him. There's a verse that says, if you draw near to me, I I will be near to you. He wants us to get closer to him, especially during those hard times, during the time when, time when it's bad. Or it's unusual. Do you ever drive through town and you got all green lights? And it's a good day. <laughs> it's a good day. Or you got all red lights. And it can be frustrating. It can be irritating. And you're like, really? (laughs) What's God doing in that? You know, maybe working out some tweaks in you that need to be worked out. Working on some patience. Your level of frustration or anger. And sometimes our situations are just life. It's just the way it happens in the natural. So sometimes we need to ask God, is this you? 
Is this you or is it just the way life is working right now? And I think a lot of times it's going to be God doing a little bit of something in you. Remember the trees that weren't weren't moving very much? It could be one of those times when he's doing just a little bit of something in you. He's tweaking something in you. So your first point was realize that God is always working. Number two, we can see and hear God in our circumstances when we trust that God is good. I love that God is good. I should have said always good. He is always good. So later on in Joseph's life, um, there was some... There was a reunion between him and his brothers. And when his dad died, his dad Jacob died, um, Joseph was around 60 years old. There wasn't a clear age on how old he was, but he was around 60 years old when Jacob died. Um, His brothers came to him, and they were begging for his forgiveness. At this point, Joseph was king of Egypt. And... His brothers came to him and begged for forgiveness because they were afraid that Joseph was going to retaliate because of what they had done to him. And Joseph, in his kindness, and because he had a tight relationship with God, he says in Genesis 50, verses 19 and 20, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. The part that really struck me was to accomplish what is now being done. Remember we talked about God being a big picture God, that he's not just in the past or the present, but he's also in the future. He wants to accomplish what is now being done. What happened to you years ago may have brought you to this place today. He is always doing something. One of my favorite sayings is, God is too wise to be mistaken. God is too good to be unkind. So when you don't understand, when you can't see his plan, when you can't trace his hand, trust his heart. God's heart is always good, even when we don't understand. We don't see it. We don't know what he's doing. He's still good, even when it doesn't make sense to us. So Clint and I like to go to um, the Algonquin Provincial Park in Canada. And it's a wilderness trip. And so I've been there a few times. And Clint has been there quite a few times. And we like to go up there because there's no cell service. And we go spend a week with God in the Algonquin. And we have a week of canoeing, portaging, and camping all week. And we spend the week canoeing across lakes, portaging across the land, which... For those of you who don't know, that means you're carrying your 50-pound 50 50 backpack 
and a 40-pound canoe on your shoulders through the woods to the next lake so you can paddle across the next lake. And so it's physically challenging, and because it's so physically challenging, it's also mentally challenging. So there is this big lake called Big Trout that we go on every year. And Big Trout is one of the biggest lakes in this park. And every time I dread Big Trout because it's so big. And every time I had been up there, there had been white caps on this lake coming at you from the front or one of the sides. I've never had them on my back. It would be great <laughs> if they were on my back pushing pushing us along, but they're always coming at me at some form. And so I have always dreaded big trout. And so last year when we went, we went with two other couples, Clint and I did. We planned out our, our trip and decided to go on big trout. And because of where we wanted to get to, we had to go on big trout. I'm like, ugh. I don't want to do this, but I've made it through a couple other times. I can make through again. I can push through it. And I just dread it every time because you're just fighting to get across the lake. And so we go up there with our friends, and we go up there to meet with God. We specifically, specifically go up there to meet with God. And... This time, our weather was incredible. It was just incredible. We had sunshine, 70 degrees, calm. It was beautiful every day. And so we get up there. I asked God, so what do you want to do this week? And he said, listen for me in the stillness. And I said, okay. And all the lakes were glass. We get to Big Trout. I'm dreading this lake. We come out of the woods with our canoes and our backpacks. We look at Big Trout, and it's glass. There's no wind, and it's just glass. This is us on Big Trout. It's not a very good picture, but my hand up in the corner, this is me saying, yes, it's glass. <laughs> it was beautiful, just stunning. And um, so I'm rejoicing. So we set up camp on an island on Big Trout. It's so big that there's islands on the lake. And so we set up camp on the island. The next morning, I get up and spend my time with God. And he said, and it's, I'm looking at Big Trout, and it's glass the next morning, too. I'm like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> and God says to me, he says, Big Trout doesn't have white caps this morning. That's for you, Rose. Look for my goodness and enjoy it. He was in the stillness. He was in the stillness, and he wanted me to see that he was good. Because you see, we had just coming up, come off of a season where it was really hard. We had just started Lighthouse Vineyard Church, and we, we had to leave a church that we loved. I was there for 15 years. Clint was there for 21 years. 
and they were family. They were our friends, some of our best friends, friends that we did life with, actually some of the friends that we went to Canada with in the Algonquin that week were from the Vineyard Church in Mishawaka. But we had just come off of a really hard season, a lot of grief, a lot of heartache, and um, it was just hard. So we needed to go to the Algonquin and spend some time with God and hear from him and just to get refreshed. And when he spoke to me about his goodness, I didn't know. (laughs) I did not know that I was questioning his goodness. I didn't know that. I just knew what I was feeling and what I was thinking through all of that, but I didn't know that I was questioning his goodness. But he knew what I needed at that time. And he was speaking similar things to Clint. He gave us what we needed coming out of that hard season. And he wanted us to know that he was still good through it all. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. See, even as as Joseph was going through all of his rejection with his brothers and being in prison and being falsely accused and all that, he knew that God was with him in it. Genesis 39, verse 2 says, The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. And then verse 21 and 23, But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him and showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison ward. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care, because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. So even in prison, the Lord was with him. And Joseph knew that. Joseph knew that God was still using him, even in prison. Prison's hard. I've never been there, thank goodness. But it's hard. But God was still using him during that time. So what about you? What is your hard situation that you're going through right now? What does it look like for you? Is God in it? Is he doing something? Financially, can you see God in your finances? through the change of a job, a change of a position, the loss of a job maybe? Where's God in your finances? What's he doing? What's he saying to you? Or even physically? Is there an illness that you're having to face? I know for some of us, it may just be getting older and not being able to do some of the things that we used to be able to do. Where's God at in your physical or relationally? The loss of a friend 
or a divorce. I know when we left to start this church, friendships changed, and that was hard. Where are you at relationally? Is there forgiveness that needs to happen? Is there reconciliation that needs to happen? What's God doing? Or spiritually, where are you at in your relationship with him? I know for some of us, we may have gotten hurt, and we decided we're not going to trust God in that area anymore. Do you need to re-up with him and step back into that relationship and trust him in that area again? So where are you at spiritually? What's God doing? What's he saying to you? Your last fill-in is, even when my circumstances tell me otherwise, God is still good. It's who he is. God is good. He is always good. So Krista's going to come up and um, lead us through one more song. But I want you to think about the words. Don't just sing the song, but I want you to think about the words and how does this look like for me. Thank you for enjoying the message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for being part of our family, and we'll see you next time.